Boobity boop. I was just looking at Dinky Town businesses in 1961, and let me say, these are some of the goofiest fucking cars I have ever seen in my entire career. Uh, career? Whoa. Uh, yeah. My entire life. Um, no, dude. Cars in the 60s were crazy. Welcome to the Beast Unleashed. We're getting beat. Wait, why did I do the intro like it was the fucking Beast cast? Oh, well, whatever. You guys get that. You guys get a free little... <laughs> Bro don't know what he's doing. I forgot to do the boobity boot. Dude, I'm I'm scrambled, bro. I'm sorry. I'm scrambled. I'm all over the place. It's been a long week for me, Raven, unfortunately. This was finals week, plus, as Raven knows, as you guys don't know, my entire boot drive decided to fuck up and destroy, like, half of my computer along with uh, an entire drive's worth of files. So, uh, and then I had to wipe another drive of all of its files. So I'm now down uh, about a terabyte of files. Uh, over three and a half years of files are gone. Um, including video games, photos, videos, audio. So I've been re-downloading pretty much everything onto my computer, and now my my computer is stuck at Windows 21, uh, Windows 2021. So that is great. I'm living in 2021, and that was not a good year to live. So 2020, dude, this is my personal hot take, Raven. Yeah. 2020 was a better year than 2021. What do you think about that take? Uh, you know what? Yeah, because I don't know about you, but recently when somebody's been telling me, yo, bro, what do you remember about the last like three years, you know, four? Like, oh, I keep I have just an insane amount of wild memories. And every time I'm like, when did it happen again? Oh, yeah. 2020. When did that happen? Yeah. 2020. Everything with 2020 was just amazing. Even COVID. And, and here's the thing about COVID is, yeah, there was a lot of people that died during that time. But here's the thing. It, 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 there was a lot of lives that may have been lost. But at the same time, it was one of the best moments of my life because I actually started to I, when I was at home and I didn't have too many you know burdens or too many things that were a problem. Like in my life, I not only gotten to really strengthen my friendship with a lot of my friends, uh, close and distant, but I also uh, got to got my passion for like film and video editing and writing a lot since i had free time i would just start doing that stuff and i know a lot of people they'll be like yeah that was a crappy time like i felt like shit but like i got a lot of good stuff that came out of that time period you know like i got so many good things that came out of 2020 and, and hell even a little bit of 2021 dude 2020 was one of the best christmases i ever had and shit was shut down so i mean yeah i don't know man it was it was a good year. It was a good year. It was a good year, definitely. Uh, the year started off crazy. You remember the the drone strike and everybody's like, "We're going to war." All the World War Three memes. And then uh, I loved it. COVID hit, and then there was the funny, the best, pre arguably the best president debates of two of two presidential candidates. Since and I shit you not, since JFK versus yes. Nixon. Oh my god, those were funny. Will you shut up, man? Will you shut up, man? Fucking yap 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 yap. Or like the ones where they did the the where they would double the memes were the best about it, where they dub it over and he's like, Oh, I'm a pussy and I use a ride shield. Oh, I'm a pussy and I use a ride shield. And he goes, Oh what? What do you want me to use? He goes, fucking gun, dumbass. <laughs> Like from the fucking Modern Warfare 2 fucking uh, lobbies. Oh my god, that that was so funny. Uh, nothing like a, a cold K 
canned Pepsi. What's better, can or bottle? In personal uh, opinion. In personal opinion, I hate both. But if really? I yeah, I, I like bottle more. What do you like? Soda? Like fountain? Like fountain soda? What what's uh, your like if you have if you could pick your ideal way to drink a soda, what would it be? Oh, well, then definitely can, yeah. My, because I don't plan on letting it sit out or drinking it over time. If I'm going to have a soda, I'm going to drink what I want right then and there, so a can. There's this place in, in Minneapolis, in downtown Minneapolis. It's this, um, like, 50s-style um, 50s restaurant. can't remember the name of it. They make Coke the old-fashioned way. Not that old-fashioned with cocaine, but they make it, <laughs> they make it old-fashioned um, where they use ice cream and they... Um, for the cream and then they actually they mix the uh they mix the mixture by hand so you know how like mcdonald's they get the like the pouch of, of like the actual like syrup the coke syrup and then it mixes in the machine it's kind of the same thing but they mix it by hand and, and you get it with ice cream it's really good it's so good i love that the best way is definitely syrup mix syrup but i do love i do love canned i think canned is it's just such a good like like you know what you're getting right like, you know what you're getting from canned, mm -hmm. and it can sit, and it gets cold really easily, and it's better for the environment than bottles, arguably. <laughs> arguably is a sweet, and I say that very strongly, but yeah. Okay, so Raven, <clears throat> um, we had some, we had some fun shit that happened over the week. First off, the departure of E3. E3 yeah. is completely gone. Raven, how do you feel about this? I'm gonna be honest. Um, I'm I'm conflicted. I knew it was gonna be gone forever thanks to 2020, uh, but at the same time, I was getting a, a frustrated with E3 and some companies because E3 was supposed to be about where everybody can be excited to see what the next one or two years might hold. Then the video game awards comes along, and everybody, even big companies. We're revealing games during the video game awards. And I'm just here like the video game awards is now E3 because that's where you're revealing everything. I, there's no I, I, I'm excited to have E3. I mean, 2016, when God of War was revealed, oh, was dude, that was E3. Oh, it dude. was. But it's kind of to me, I, I, I loved E3 because I'll still remember 2010 when Twisted Metal was revealed on stage for the PlayStation 3, I'll still remember every day making sure I made my entire routines around the Xbox, PlayStation, and Nintendo conference, and Ubisoft when they came along later. I, I still, even for things I don't own, I watch the conferences for. I'm going to miss that, but maybe they should have stopped giving the Game Awards everything because it turned into an E3 there. So. And I'm not necessarily saying that e, e like the VGAs like okay it's kind of nice that you get an award show and you get like a bunch of stuff being revealed you know it's kind of nice to have it all compact in one thing but there's something yeah. about E3 that is going to be missed and it's the a fact 100. that it's the fact that think about it if you were a kid and you were born in the late 90s you know and you were your entire life was all video games you had a field day especially if you ever went to an E3 event like actually went because everything was video game themed. You were seeing stuff that nobody has ever seen before. You were getting to play stuff that very few people had ever played before. 
you know, there was something just about that that was so pure. Like, you're never going to be able to make a memory like that again. Like, and, and I get, like, the, the E3 kind of turned into, like, a mess, you know, um, with everything going on, thanks to a lot of reasons, to VGAs being one, COVID being another. But, like, there's still just something so memorable about it. And the BBC, out of all the out of all the news sources, I was like, oh my god, the big black cock fucking news is gonna be the one that's gonna, you know, shit on it. E apparently the BBC has like the biggest catalog of like um like archives of, of E3 stuff. I didn't know this. The BBC has like an entire they dedicated an entire thing, like an entire article, and it's super long. They also posted like their uh, Instagram post about like if you click the tap the BBC to find out more, you know, they do the little preview. And yeah. the preview picture they had, that they to cap off the E3 of, of all time was the picture with Keanu Reeves, and I think that was the best way that you would send off E3, is with that picture of him with his hands up and everybody putting their hands out towards him, like he's some. It literally looks like he's some guy who's coming like some like pastor like at those mega churches, and like everybody's <laughs> reaching for God. Dude does look like Jesus. Yeah, but the BBC said the E3 gaming show is no more. The Electronic Entertainment Expo was once the biggest event in gaming history, but has now been permanently canceled, organizers announced today. Ew, organizers with an S. Fucking Brits. Um, it started in 1995. Over the last two decades, the gaming, show was re- the gaming show was responsible for some of the best memorable moments for gamers, such as Keanu Reeves' unexpected reveal for Cyberpunk 70, 2077 and the announcement of Final Fantasy VII in 2015 or the remake um the game also saw so many legendary figures including ones such as nintendo's shigeru miyamoto announcing the legend of zelda twilight princess while holding the master sword in 2004 that's an iconic photo um tap the link in bio yep but no dude it was it was so fucking crazy dude i i remember okay top two e3 moments was definitely it was definitely keanu reeves and then it was definitely god of war 2016 Dude, the crowd mm-hmm. sounded. I the only time I've ever heard a crowd louder, like in person, of that of like. And and to be fair, this crowd that I'm rivaling it to had about probably seventy thousand more people in the stands. Was when the Minneapolis miracle happened. You can't even you couldn't even hear fireworks go off in the stadium. Um, at, at, it was a football game, and it was in Minneapolis. I remember, dude. I remember listening to that. If you listen to it, your eardrums will get blown out. There are so many people screaming at the top of their lungs that fireworks are going off inside. Get this inside of, of an indoor stadium. There are fireworks going off sounding like bombs and you can't even hear them because people are screaming so loud and it rivals that. And there was probably only what, probably like a 2000, 2000 people in the stands mm-hmm. watching that. And th- it was so loud, dude. Oh my gosh, man. Got w- that reveal was crazy. Oh man. Um, but yeah, so E3, we love you. It sucks to see you go. We're sorry. Um, you will be missed. Yeah, you will be missed heavily, man. We love E3. I almost wanted to compile a bunch of like good E3 moments, but um, I have an idea. What? The Video Game Awards partners with Microsoft, Sony, and Nintendo. They make the video game awards longer and give time for each company to reveal their stuff in an E3 style, but without owning the stage. You give in between developers of like, okay, like this section, you know, Sony, people from Sony come out there, they show their trailer, 
They don't talk like too much in terms of like, 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 you know, owning a Sony stage, but they are given time to do exactly what we see already with the video game awards as this last time, but you make things longer. So people, we get our E3 and video game awards at the end of the year, because then we know what to look forward to when it hits the next year. Yeah. I think something like that could be interesting where, where maybe like it's semi like an all afternoon thing instead of like seven to 10, like only three hours. Maybe it's like four to four to like 11, you know, like seven hours, you know, it'll be like the Super Bowl of video games and every advertiser will want to obviously advertise their product. You'll have G Fuel willing to have sponsorship out the butt. I mean, yeah, dude, I think it could be massive. I, I almost wonder if they're probably thinking about doing it like in that format soon. Like maybe it already it works. It, I mean, yeah, it already works, and it, there's a need for it now a little bit. Um, because they don't want to all do their own conferences. Like Sony does their own conference a lot, but that's because Sony Sony's reveal and their reach is so much bigger than than the um than E3. Sadly, because a lot of people overseas didn't really go to E3. Like it didn't become as popular as it was in America and like Western Europe. And Sony has a lot of Asian um, gamers. Like, they control almost all of the Asian game market, except for, like, a little bit of what Nintendo owns in Japan. So they have such a massive reach that it's almost kind of impossible for them to kind of just only do all their stuff through E3. So Sony, but the rest of them, like Microsoft and Nintendo, they would love to have a good platform like that. Devolver Digital, Bethesda, you know. I mean, they all already go anyways. I mean, all the Nintendo people go. Reggie goes to the VGAs like every year, bro. That guy is in love with video games, dude. I, I just got to Can we just give a quick shout out to Reggie? He, man, that guy has been retired from Nintendo America. What? Four years now? I believe so. And he still is so indulged in, in video games and with the community. It's insane. Like the guy actually has love for what he was representing. And then there's fucking Doug Bowser. What has bro done? I haven't even seen this guy say a single word. Like, dude, Reggie was up there every single fucking, every single time a Nintendo product was getting announced. Bro was up there. We're so excited to show you this new product. Fucking Doug Bowser, bro, doesn't even appear. <laughs> yeah, R Reggie was like the hype man, even if he knew it was going to be trash. Oh my God, he the weed. He, he was happier. Dude, he knows how to... <laughs> <laughs> put on the better than uh todd howard like reggie just goes up and he's like yeah man you're gonna love this product oh my gosh like he's up there repping it like a wingman who knows his friend is never gonna get a date but he's trying dude do you know who i haven't seen in a minute i haven't seen santa claus in a minute bro gabe newell bro where's gabe at dude i feel like bro doesn't go to anything anymore like, he's just about as old as Reggie, too. Maybe a little older. When was, like, like has he ever gone to the VGAs? Like, I don't think I've ever seen him at anything. Well, to be fair, Valve doesn't even announce anything, so why should they? But still, like... Nah, Gabe doesn't... Gabe, look, Lord Gaben doesn't have to go to these petty E3 concerts. <laughs> he's what? too busy trying to develop Half-Life 3. <laughs> what? You think the Allfather has some palace? Like some petty king? 
he is the king of gaming <laughs> even though they've only produced like four games dude i love how yeah they have what five games six games under their belt and two of them are vr games and they're like the biggest gaming company they just they made they made sure steam was the fucking the it's got the freaking monopoly also, doesn't Steam kind of... Wasn't there some backlash against Steam because, like, Valve was taking, like, 30% of profits from video games while the other companies were only taking 20 or something like that, or 25? Well, there was there was that, yes. And um, nobody had a problem with it until other companies came out. Yes, so. I was going to say, because until Epic Games started giving, like, 85-15, like, Valve, yeah. it was never a problem. I actually believe... Hold on, maybe it changed, and I'm a retard and remembering wrong. Uh, but I thought it was more of a uh, he they gave 90 percent and only kept 10. Uh, I, I, Epic I, Games or um, yeah, Epic Games, yeah, that sounds like something they would do e either, either way, 85 90 doesn't matter. Uh, and that was the thing was everybody was like, Oh, well, I want to go over here now because I get more, and then people started um, complaining about. Well, why does Steam have to take thirty-five percent of the profits? And uh, we were all, or thirty because we don't own Unreal Engine four and five. That's why we don't own an engine that makes us billions of dollars from video gamers. See, that's what the video game people didn't realize was that they were getting fucked by Epic Games in a way different way. See, Epic Games even taking any money at all from the developers was crazy because they take so much money from them for using Unreal Engine four and five from a lot of those assets that they use on the publishing. So Unreal Engine has, yes, Unreal Engine 4 and 5 is free, but if you market the games with their assets, you have to give them a percentage of profit, which means that in theory, if you make your game using Epic Games assets with Unreal Engine and they take 10%, they're probably still taking 35%, just as much as Valve was. And funny enough, uh, Ubisoft actually puts more deals over on Epic Games because they don't have to worry about that much being taken from them. I make more money on it That's and they funny. actually they actually give out free ubisoft games i believe last year for christmas they gave out assassin's creed one through syndicate for free sony did something like that recently all like the ps5 like the ps4 versions of all the assassin's creed games they either became super super cheap or they were giving them away like uh the assassin's creed was there a remaster of the first three games or something like that and then assassin's creed four and on uh, there was only a remaster of three, number, yeah, only number three. Because three yeah. was the most popular, other than the first one, right? Uh, it it had the most bugs. That's why it needed to be remastered. Yeah, I thought it was like God of War three, where it was just like everybody remembered playing that. So like, no, that's Assassin's Creed two. Oh yeah, <clears throat> well you know, Raven, I got some, I got some. Moving on. From Todd, yes. from Todd Howard and Gaben and all those guys. I got some pretty base things I want you to take a gander to, a little listen. So okay. you should be able to hear my audio. And recently, um, the Kylo Ren himself was on SNL. Did you hear about that? No, I did not. Okay, so yeah, Adam Driver was on SNL. And I want you to listen to this. Take, take a little gander. Take a little, put your earphones in. And take a listen to what Adam Driver was saying during his Adam Driver rant on SNL. Oh, and okay. I'd like uh, people to stop coming up to me on the street saying you... Oh, and I'd like uh, people to stop coming up to me on the street saying you killed Han Solo. I didn't kill Han Solo. Wokeness killed Han Solo. 
What do you think about that? I couldn't hear it. What? Oh. No, I couldn't hear it. What timestamp on the video? No, is no, it? here. I, I can play it like this, right? Um, I can't. Can you oh, hear and it? I... No. What? Dude, all right, fuck it. I'm going to have to do this a really goofy way. I'm sorry. Give me a sec. All right. You're, you're, no, it's going to spoil my treasures. All right, fine. Um, I'm going to share my, I'm going to share my, I think I can do this, right? I can share the, yes, I can share the Discord itself. Oh, okay. Okay, this should work, right? All right. Oh, and I'd like uh, people to stop coming up to me on the street saying, you killed Han Solo. I didn't kill Han Solo. Wokeness killed Han Solo. <laughs> mm-hmm. What do you think about that? Well, he's not wrong. Adam Driver says, wokeness killed Han Solo. Now, he was semi-kidding, but he also wasn't kidding. I mean, it's... He's wrong uh, at the same time he's joking. It, it's... It, I mean, to a degree, it, it's right, um, but I think, the, I think the wrong word was the use of woke. More so, I think stupidity killed Han Solo. It, well, same thing. Stupidity is being retarded is dumb uh, <laughs> and is being woke yes the reason why i found it stupid was i don't okay people this is where i argue with people because it's like we're reaching the same end of the equation but we're not factoring in the right variables which pisses me off i have no problem with han solo being killed in the manner that he was my problem with it was how soon it happened and how it didn't feel organic enough because I felt like that should have been something that happened in the second movie, The Last Jedi, if it was actually a good movie. Because I needed to be, I needed to feel invested in Kylo Ren, aka Ben Solo's story arc to have, to really feel that in order to become the Sith he wanted to be to change the world that is in his DNA or blood or what he feels is in his DNA as blood from being a descendant of Darth Vader, that he had to take the next step of killing his closest connections, which would be his father in order to complete his transition. I felt like it needed to be in the second movie, not right away in the first movie as, oh, we're marketing the movie. Look, the Millennium Falcon, Han Solo's back. Here's Chewbacca. It's everything you love. And he's dead. Wow. And here's the thing. I didn't get enough of a connection with Kylo Ren to begin with. Because the thing is, is you know Kylo Ren's evil. Yeah, you know he's a bad guy. You're like, oh yeah, he's not as bad as Darth Vader. You know, he's a little conflicted, but this guy's definitely bad, right? And then he takes the mask off, and you think, like, he's going to get redeemed. Like, you think Han Solo. And the thing was, is then when he kills him, it's like, what brought you to this, sir? I need to know more. If this would have, ha- I think you're exactly right. I think I wouldn't have mind Han Solo being killed off. I think it was actually one of the good things that they did in this trilogy. But I think they needed to do it a little bit different. I needed to see more of a connection to um, what drove Kylo Ren so deep into the hatred. For example, seeing his downfall with Luke giving up on him. If I would have saw that first, exactly, it would have made a little more sense. You know, Luke, Han, and Leia—they're all close to each other you know, he feels betrayed and he feels like this is his last option. You know, we don't really, we, we don't really get to see any of that before, which kind of like before that happens, which just makes it a little. He looks bland. like, <laughs> he looks like a, uh, what was the word? Um, 
God, uh, he looks like a pretentious, arrogant, idi- idiotic teenager that's trying to live up to an edgy version of he's how he remembers his family. Yeah, he is very angsty, and he's trying to live up to some edginess he doesn't understand. Whereas, if I had everything that was given to me in the Last Jedi first, no matter how badly it was written, but made better, and then I got to see more of his past, as you said with Luke. Um, having an error of judgment, which everybody should be able to have one way or another, and seeing how he feels betrayed by even his own family to the terms of maybe somehow being indoctrinated by Palpatine. Maybe see, or, or okay, screw Palpatine. Let's just stick to it being Snoke, because that was amazing. That that Snoke, we get to see the indoctrination from the beginning, or at least a hint of it, on how did Snoke really reach out to Ben Solo to bring him over to the other side? Because it seems like here that Snoke was just like, oh, ho, hey, look, this kid almost got killed by his own uncle. I'm lucky. Let me recruit this little bastard. Like, that's how it felt like. I, how about you show the real Sith way, like what we saw with Anakin slowly. And that's what they were trying to go for too. I feel like, but they just completely botched it. It's literally meant to be a rewrite. Ryan Johnson. Yeah. Thank you, Ryan Johnson. They're just trying, they just tried to rewrite Anakin's story. It's the exact same path. Anakin went down. He gets betrayed by the closest people he knows. He feels like everybody's against him. And then he turns to the only person who has been a father figure to him, supposedly, um, I don't know why Han Solo wasn't a father figure to him after what happened in episode six. You would have thought, especially when he's laying pipe on Leia, you would have thought, oh, okay, you know, maybe maybe both of them are kind of asshole. You know, maybe them, maybe him and Leia are not on the best of terms, but, you know, he's still going to be there for his kid. You know, that just seemed odd to me that Han Solo was like, oh, I'm done. I'm not going to be with in my kid's family. Come on, Chewie, we're ditching this little bitch. You know, like, what? What type of Han Solo <laughs> arc is that? Yeah. That that ditching happened after um, Ben tried to kill their son, and his son and their son turned evil. He basically just gave up and left. And See, that me, makes him even more of a bitchy little teenager because he had the father figure in his life the entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then of course somehow the betrayal of his uncle completely twisted his mind. That's why you want to hear what my fan theory was at the time. What? This is what my fan theory was, because, again, like, okay, I'm only going off of The Force Awakens because the crappy Ryan Johnson Last Jedi didn't come out yet. I was thinking of where J.J. was going to take this stuff, okay? And my fan theory was it doesn't make sense for Han Solo to do that, not after he turned away from being this guy in Episode 4 to where he is now at the end of Episode 6. What if Rey actually was one of their kids? But Han Solo got scared uh, that Rey was showing way too much potential in terms of like as a baby was way too force wielding. It was like horrible. You can't have her be trained in a Jedi way type of thing. And he did what he does best as a spice runner. He took their child and basically dropped her off on a desert planet, maybe at the advice of Luke. And because Luke felt the same way in The Last Jedi with her when she started to do evil stuff, but that wasn't out yet. To me, I was thinking maybe she was prone to the dark side. Luke sensed that, and he made Han Solo take the kid away, and that's what broke up the family and made Ben Solo so angry, was because he took away, you know, kind of like an error in judgment of casting away Rey. 
which is why she was so drawn to Anakin's lightsaber. Well, I got I got good news. No, I guess you can take it as good news if you want to take this as good news. Um, so apparently Lucasfilm has acknowledged the um problems. They quote unquote said the problems with the trilogy series. They are still going to key continue the production of the Ray movie, but get this. Ray's entire the entire story, including all of Ray's dialogue and everything to do with her character of her of her movie is going to be written by no, nobody other than Dave Filoni. So that's a good thing. And apparently they also understood the assignment of she was not understanding how to fight with a lightsaber. So they not only are bringing in specialists that they used for to train them in the in the prequel trilogy, but they're also bringing in Hayden Christensen and um uh Ewan McGregor for um, not only the production, apparently, apparently they're going to be in this um, probably as like some flashback or some, I don't know how they're, how that's going to work, but, um, and they're also going to train, help her with her choreography of lightsaber. So we might actually see Ray actually understand how to use a lightsaber. If that makes you feel any better. As long as Kathleen Kennedy stays the hell out of it. Well, I mean, she always is like, she's the God there. So she just like everything she says and does goes, but, She's letting Dave Filoni kind of do the creative production, which, I mean, hey, that guy is not missed ever in his life. So if he's no. wanting to, ta- I think, th- I feel like he's just tackling this because it's like the ultimate challenge. He's like, give me a challenge. I need to be challenged in this universe. Like, how do I turn the worst story that people have, the worst story that everybody pretty much agrees they didn't like, even the hardcore trilogy fans didn't really like Ray. How do I turn that? into something that people will love. Not like, people will love. And I think that's where he's trying to go with it. All right, we got one more Adam Driver clip for everybody. Oh, you know those TikToks where it's like those couples who do pranks on each other? Can you kill those people? (laughs) Can you kill those people? (laughs) Adam Driver got a little bass. I love I, I I especially the ones who do it for views and they're staged pranks. They need to go away. <laughs> I hate those. Yeah, the stage pranks, dude. Oh man. All right, I'm gonna move you back to um uh to here. Raven, did you see the new movie Adam Driver's in? The Ferrari movie? He's playing uh, yeah. He's playing uh the he's playing the guy himself. He's playing Enzo Ferrari, bruh. Yeah, I, I hope the movie's good. It releases on Christmas? What the hey? I'm Man, kind of Merry excited, Christmas. dude. It's got a it's got a pretty good cast too. I'm curious how his um Italian accent's gonna be. That's gonna be the best part. Ford have you ever watched Ford vs. Ferrari? That's a great movie. You should watch yeah, it. Yeah, I did. It was it was amazing. I, I loved love that it. movie. I, I, I actually thought it was gonna be boring, but it wasn't. See, I thought that too when I went and saw it in theaters. Um but no, it wasn't. It it was actually a very interesting movie, and Matt Damon played a phenomenal Carol Shelby. I thought, um, I want a Carol Shelby. I kind of wanted a Carol Shelby movie with Matt Damon too. But the Ferrari universe isn't getting expanded upon. The Ferrari verse. <sighs> well, uh, other news, uh, Raven. Sad news. Uh, Baby Patrick Star found dead by police. He, sources say he was shot twenty one hundred times. Thoughts on this? What? 
<laughs> Dude, I was trying to find the meme of the week and I couldn't. Oh, Grumo del Poro. Um, yeah. No, I don't know. I was trying to find something and I thought that was funny. It's news. It just says news. Baby Patrick Star found dead by police. Sources say we shot 21. Oh, yeah. Kung Fu Panda movie. We forgot to talk about that. He's back! Woo! Yeah, I watched the trailer last night. Dude, how did you feel about that? Okay. It's a mixed bag of feelings. One, I'm happy to see it brought back to the screen, but um, I think they... Uh... Okay, look. I loved the trilogy okay i loved how it was um but i felt number three needed to tone down its quirkiness a little bit because it took away from some serious moments that it could have had and it feels like number four was all like oh it's that movie where you make a lot of dumb jokes and so now we have a lot of dumb jokes in number four and it's kind of over the top with goofiness and the villain kind of feels like a, a recreation of kai from the third movie yeah, and see, I've never watched Kung Fu Panda 3. I've watched the oh. first two. Dude, J.K. Simmons does the villain. Really? Oh, yeah. Dude, Kung Fu Panda 3, if you remove the jokes that kind of take away from some scenes, especially the final boss scene that I felt like it didn't need some of the jokes that Poe said, Kai itself is probably one of the... Um, the second darkest villain in Kung Fu Panda. Like he is like when I was watching him, I was like, holy damn. Like I loved it. Kung Fu Panda 2, though, will always remain the darkest because the villain straight up murders one of his own henchmen in front of your kids. And I was just kind of like, hey, 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 whoa. Wait, look at but, this gap in the Kung Fu Panda movies. The first. Oh, I thought that said 2004. No. no okay. The, Jeez. To uh, Kung Fu Panda 3, though, was still great. Uh, J.K. Simmons killed it as Kai, and I felt like Kai was a... I felt like the, this was the natural conclusion to the trilogy. Seeing this villain... I've seen acts, this, actually. Yes. I feel like this new villain, though, for number four, is a copy of Kai. Kai, basically, when he fought people, he would turn them into... He would steal their chi and turn them into little, like, emerald decorations on his belt and then this chameleon is simply doing the exact same thing stealing their chi but it's supposed to be the form of of uh, i don't know they're fighting think, or something i think i've seen this before you think you've seen this before i think i've seen the fight before i don't think i've seen the movie well don't spoil it bro Um, I felt like they should have taken some hints off of that wow cinematic trailer for the fourth movie, but I guess they didn't. Why does this look so wrong? Because he's having you smell his armpit while he punches you? No, look at the face. It just doesn't look right, does it? 2014? I thought this movie came out in 2016. No, bro. But uh, I don't know. To me, I, I, I'm going to go and I'm going to see if they do anything different with this chameleon uh chameleon villain but it kind of just feels like a recreation of kai and i i i i hopefully this is dreamworks doing what it did for the first how to train your dragon if you've ever watched the first how to train your dragon trailer it makes the movie look awful it makes the movie look crappy 
it makes the movie look like you don't even want to take your kids to it because it's stupid. Then you go and you watch How to Train Your Dragon and you realize it was the greatest movie you ever watched. So hopefully DreamWorks screwed up and they made us like a, just a really horrible Kung Fu Panda 4 trailer. Was Puss in Boots done by DreamWorks too, right? Yeah. Yeah. This is this. You want to talk about if if the same people are behind Shrek 4 and or if the same people are behind Puss in Boots Last Wish that are behind Kung Fu Panda 4 and Shrek 4, I think we'll be in good hands for both of those movies. This movie was fucking phenomenal, dude. Dude, like, I actually did. I actually liked it. I fucking love this movie. Mainly because this villain is so good. Like, on the He's, surface, yeah. it works on all levels. Like, I, I always say this. I know I'm glazing a little bit. But I always say this about this movie. Because it works as a kid's movie. Where, haha, you know, puss in boots, the little cat goes and does cool things, you know. Uh, but on, on, the, on the deeper level, you have this, like, existential crisis of averting death and, like, dealing with death. Mm-hmm. And, like, that subplot is insane, dude. And adults can enjoy it, too. I know. Like, you can, like, anybody can, can, wait. That, that yeah. dog was voiced by a guy? Yeah. You didn't know that? I thought, <laughs> I thought that was a girl, bro. <laughs> I oh thought that was a girl what? the entire time as a dog. Are you what? serious? What? are you what girls are you listening to to sound like that wolf wait this is the wolf no or no this, what wolf are, what dog are you talking about the dog the burrito the little um the little dog um pet in puss in boots remember there's the kitty soft paws puss in boots and then there's the dog that travels around with them yeah the yeah, dog that, is a guy i i i didn't realize that Okay, okay, look, listen, since we're on the topic of this, I'm going to quote C.S. Lewis. I don't know if you've ever heard it, okay? Probably not this quote. The, the, one, the one who made the Chronicles of Narnia. Yep, I know C.S. Lewis. Yeah, he said, a children's story that cannot be enjoyed by both the children and adults is not a good children's story. I like that. See, I think it, it works. Because, well, C.S. Lewis is a phenomenal author, first off. Um, but I, I like that because kids' movies are, like, the best medium to make movies. Oh, yeah. Because you can hit every single person who watches it. And then Look at, you... Don't, go ahead. Go ahead. Uh, sorry. No, I was interrupting you. Go. Um, and then you can think about it. And then you watch it as a kid. And then you look back at it and not only have those fond memories, but then you see the deeper meaning as an adult, too makes the movie mm-hmm. even better whereas some kids movies these days like that new movie that disney put out that new pixar movie wish yeah wish no no adults enjoying that and no adult has actually seen any meaning in that movie except for ones that obviously just want to defend it because of uh, they want to go against whatever crowd hates it but it's got chris uh, pine but it's got chris pine oh it doesn't matter <laughs> Dude, it's like it's like it's like fro- like here's a good example Moana and Frozen. Ooh, you have adults. Movies. You have adults today who have never, you know, might not have even enjoyed Disney movies as a kid or have never seen them. Who still went and saw those, and we're all like, "Wow, I relate to that." And then, of course, you have your kid loving it, and then they go to Wish, and you know, you have your kid going, "Oh, well, that was okay," but like they don't walk away actually knowing anything. And why is there a Frozen three? They need to let this die. <laughs> they need to let this shit die, bro, dude. I'm just going to say this. This movie came out November of 2013, right? 
This shit yeah. was in the box office. I remember. We saw this. Like, it was impossible. Our theater had been dead. This movie revived our theater in, in Monty. I remember our theater was junky and crappy and dead. And this movie had the theater packed almost every single afternoon for like three months straight. And it was in theaters. I swear to God, I was seeing it in all the theaters until like actually May or June of 2014. That's how long this movie is around. Everybody and their mother had to go see this movie. And then Moana kind of did something a little similar. It wasn't as crazy as Frozen where everybody and their mother had to watch Frozen. But like Moana was popular as hell too. I remember this being, because dude, everybody's like, oh my God, Dwayne. Oh my God, strong woman. Yeah. And they're all like creaming in their pants over it all, you know? Oh, oh my God. Zootopia. Do you remember this movie? This movie made a yeah. billion dollars. Holy shit. I think Zootopia is kind of where Disney I, started dying. I don't like that. Big Hero 6, dude, you want to talk about good movies? Yes. Oh, Big Hero 6 is when they weren't allowed. Because see, once again, it's something that can be enjoyed by children and adults. Because every adult, just like a kid, even though they won't understand it right away, will have to learn was struggling to let go. The dude loses his brother. The kid has to learn to let his brother go and accept that his brother's dead. Kind of a harsh movie tone for a kid, but the kid goes through the same ride as the as the the kid in the movie, and the adults sit back and go, "Wow, yes, that actually is something we have to do in real life." And they find an emotional journey in it too. Yeah, Stan Lee's in the movie. Yeah, I didn't realize that. Oh my god, T.J. Miller, dude! Remember when this guy was in movies? Uh, I missed. I miss him. <laughs> I remember he was in the first Deadpool movie, bro. God, he's such a dick. Uh, where has he been? All Actually, I just saw him on a podcast recently. It was kind of funny. He was making good jokes. No, stealing my jokes, Cosby. I my jokes first. Yo, who the hell is this? Oh, his picture scared me. I thought he was like crazy big. Read book. I'm just looking at some of these people. Also, this was like kind of that mix of like Japanese uh, style, you know, uh, like storytelling and then also like American. Kind of like how um, Astro Boy, you, you remember Astro Boy? So yeah, I remember the actual the actual manga series, the very early manga series from like 50 to 68 is completely based. Get this. This is how crazy this is. When when somebody says like, oh, you know, I, I'm into Japanese anime and stuff like that. Just remind them that 95% of Japanese anime is based off of Astro Boy. And Astro Boy is completely based off of all of America comics. So essentially, when you're watching Japanese uh, storytelling, like in, in manga and anime, you're just watching very old recycled comic books from the 1950s. So I just want to point awesome? that out. <laughs> Isn't it funny? Couldn't live with your own failure. And where did that lead you? Back to me. Yes, Thanos gonna make a new realm dude oh my god i want i want thanos to come back i know it's crazy i need him back in my life dude he was such a good villain bro like dude when he showed up you know shit like the tone the aura around him was so fucking heavy like you knew shit was about to go the f down he oh was my the greatest hero he he was the greatest hero and villain he was well actually by all terms he can't be considered a villain I mean, he is an he is an endgame, but the first version of Thanos is just an antihero. He the is first, a bad guy, yeah. but he's also doing it for technically a good reason. 
Yeah, the, the, you know what's funny? Uh, the directors of Infinity War um, actually said that they made Infinity War um, by projecting Thanos as the villain, uh, not the villain, but as the hero, and the Avengers are the villains, uh, which is why at the end of the credits it says Thanos will return the same way in the previous movies it says those heroes will return, you know, like Captain America. Oh, Captain America will return in the Avengers and... It gets the treatment title of a hero, and at the end of Infinity War, it says Thanos will return as if he was the hero of the movie. Oh, 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 Captain, my Captain. Yeah, no, I, man, I miss Thanos. I, I hope, I hope that if somehow movies, if the Marvel movies last as long as the comics do, where, like, they actually are able to, like, like, actually produce, like, a very long story out of it, I want to see, like, a Thanos like resurrection and then like a Thanos resurrection and put all the high league villains versus like the ultimate fucking endgame battle and I'm talking ultimate everybody and their mother is back from the grave and it's just a fucking brawl it's just everybody is kicking ass and hell even give them like I don't even know you could give them a couple infinity stones too if you wanted to I don't even think he needs them to be fucking the strongest I don't. There's very few villains I think that could go toe to toe with Thanos and win. That's why I wanted the Hulk to have a better battle with him. I know after. because he's like one of the only people that is like as big and as strong as Thanos and can actually one v one him. And Thanos fucking destroyed him, bro, in the first like five minutes of the movie. Oh, that's tragic, dude. To me, because okay, because we have the science. Tist Hulk now, you know, the Hulk, Bruce yeah, Hulk. He ain't, he ain't gonna do okay. shit. But here's the thing, though. It would have been hilarious at that scene with the charge when, when everybody's back through the portals. It would have been nice if, like, Bruce Banner being the Hulk starts pulling out essentially like, like fighting styles, being like I wanted to make sure that the next time I faced him, I was ready. And like, he, he did more than just science. He actually learned like Kung Fu or something. Like just out of nowhere, seeing Bruce actually use the potential of the Hulk, then more than just having his brain back would have been cool. No, absolutely. I think like, um, the problem that I have with this, like new Hulk is it's like, he ain't going to do shit. Like he ain't going to do nothing. Like, they're 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 setting him up to be like oh i'm just gonna be the br the brain of this universe now like everything's gonna just be you know sciencey i'm done being super smashy hulk i feel like though give him that brains though and he could actually do some work Raven, i actually i wouldn't mind if they turned the hulk into a villain that could be interesting kind of like they did with wanda Hashtag the Marvels, oh the next generation of the MCU. Thanos would have done crazy numbers in this era. <laughs> <laughs> Bro, uh, you would have had Miss Marvel coming at him, and he would have just bah, grabbed her bah. and like snapped her neck, <laughs> ripped her to pieces. Just, oh, oh, just oh my god, just the most gruesome thing you've ever seen in a theater in your life. You know what will be even actually even better than this? Okay, I, I was, we're no longer following comic books. We've made that clear. We're only using them as ideas to recreate and bastardize. So how about we just how about we just do away with caring about source material at all and just go this route? 
Bruce Banner becoming because now he's in the Hulk, but like he's fully there now, starts using his powers for science and slowly turns into a mad scientist close to like Dr. Doom, only like something in his research in the in the universe of and about the universe, like just makes him snap to where he slowly starts becoming a villain. A couple of these kids be recruited by a new timeline Thanos because Thanos really has a problem killing kids a little bit. He'll recruit ones he finds are the strongest. So Thanos is recruiting some kids and the leftover Avengers realize that Bruce Banner's turned evil. Thanos now has a brand new chosen children. And um, well, what are you going to do to the Hulk? I like to see you try to beat him. And then Thanos actually tries turning into a good guy because he realized whatever the Hulk is doing to the universe and maybe even bringing back eternity from Love and Thunder being relevant, that Thanos literally turns into a, an actual quote unquote good guy and has to take on evil Hulk. And this gains the attention of the celestial giants. Because the Hulk, he could smash through a sun if he wanted to. And perfect way to to transition that too. This stupid subplot with Eros, with fucking Harry Styles, brother mm-hmm. of Thanos. Maybe he actually is his brother. Maybe he's not. Maybe he's not joshing. And maybe Thanos has a change of heart once his brother is on this side. And you know, maybe Thanos is like, I'm done. It, and Thanos puts aside his hatred towards the Avengers and all that stuff. Because he realizes that Galactus is about to be a threat. And he realizes if I decide to do the right thing, I could possibly get power being a good guy than as a bad guy. And I can do more right as a good guy than a bad guy. And then Thanos, dude, Thanos teaming up with the Avengers is game, though. Like, that's KO. You can't beat them. Yeah. Like, Uh that's insane. To me, though, they have to make Thanos' transition believable. Uh, because Thanos doesn't believe he's a bad guy, and Thanos actually doesn't hate anyone. He just dislikes it when people know, get in his way. Thanos fucking hated all those Avengers. No, he, he didn't. He didn't. He didn't hate them. He they were in his way of success to saving the universe from itself. That was his viewpoint, and so he fought them as if they were his villains because he's trying to be the savior of the universe and save them. So he's doing things heroically and he's doing, he's fighting the exact same way we'd expect a hero to fight. And that would be ruthlessly against the, his villains. I got and it. So snap on my finger. I got it. I got it. How is Thanos going to correct the rights that have been done? The, the wrongs that have been done in the universe without the infinity stones, right? Thanos now needs to find a way to help people. He wants to help people, right? That's kind of his goal. He wants to make the universe a better place. So that's the first step of his transition. There's no more Infinity Stones. What are you going to do? You know, maybe he shows up and the Avengers are all like, we're going to kick his ass. Fucking beat him. And then he's just like, I'm done. I ain't going to fight no more. I'm done with you guys. You guys get in my way one more time. It's going to be bad for you. But I'm done. I ain't going to fight you guys no more. And maybe, you know, he goes on this little self-fulfilling journey, you know, Thor style, where he kind of just puts down the hammer and just says, I'm done. He revisits Red Skull on that uh, Soul Stone planet and gets a little one-on-one with Red Skull and why Red Skull was content at not trying to escape the planet and fulfill his duty there. And and maybe things in life don't always, I mean, because think about Red Skull. He was trying to achieve something too. I mean, he knew he was the bad guy. Red Skull knew he was a villain, but he somehow had a change to be a different man than what we see in Infinity War. Maybe he has a talk with Thanos being like, I had dreams too. 
I thought I was, I, I thought I might've been doing the right thing, even though I knew I was being cruel. But sooner or later, I have to realize that sometimes what we think our destiny is, isn't actually what the universe wants from us. Maybe his version of saving the universe is similar to Guardians of the Galaxy, only a little bit more anti-hero-ish. And that can bring about his change. And then that brings about a TV show! Thanos. Oh, shit. Thanos. Fuck, I, I hate TV shows, man. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. Discover Thanos' past. Feels like I'm being forced into watching DLC. Just let me have the damn story. <laughs> I know, dude. I'm watching side quests, bro. I I skipped the side quests in video games. Why would I want to watch them for hours on a TV show? It was the same thing with Doctor Who when they did the Doctor Who spinoff, and it's like, find out the nitty gritty of Doctor Who. That's not the fun part. The Doctor Who universe is boring. The Doctor Who universe without the monsters is boring as fuck. It's just like that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. show. It's like... Dude, without the superheroes, this fucking world is lame, dude. I don't want to watch it. <laughs> oh, my God. Mm -hmm. uh, anyways, I think that's a perfect place to wrap it up on. Uh, thank you guys for listening to The Beast Unleashed. Um, our last episode blew the hell up, and we want to say, we just want to acknowledge, if you guys are still listening, you motherfuckers that were commenting, we got another one, too. We got another comment. I'll read it right now. Um, I, I want to just appreciate you guys for commenting. First off, that's amazing. Second off, um, I just want to say that I appreciate... Oops, this is going to play. Okay. I appreciate you guys um, being as negative as possible. That is the best way to uh, get your point across on the internet. Um, so, yeah. Thank you guys for that. Um, and for all those amazing comments. Um, for example, saying, it's game of the year. Cry more about it. W comes. So yeah, um, thank you guys, and uh, we'll see you guys in the next one. Thank you guys for listening. Raven, anything else? Have a great day leading up to Christmas. Oh yeah, happy holidays, people. Since we don't have a show next week, happy holidays. Yeah. Right, bye everybody. Happy holidays, Merry Christmas, whatever. Bye.